I'm going to keep that in there. Hey, everyone, welcome to episode 63 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, back with Eric Sanchez. And we're back in the studio basement. I was going to queue up the uh, Eric Bischoff. I'm back. I was thought of that, too, and I thought if, every time I think of Bischoff, I'm going to think of him strutting his, in his boot cuts Yeah, at StarCast. Every time I feel really good, I think of that song. Of I'm back and I'm better me. than ever? Okay, good. <laughs> like, I, can't, I went to the gym for the first time in over a month. Yeah, because you've been sick. Yeah. And, you know, I just felt so good when I left the gym, and I'm like, I just want to listen to that song. <laughs> Did you pop it on? I was trying to, and then, you know, I was listening to a podcast. I'm like, well, I'll do it when I get home. <laughs> well, maybe we'll end the show on this one. On okay. The on back. We'll end the on back show. All right. Thanks, everyone, for sticking with us on these random, like, hiatus, not hiatus type of thing. I've still been active on Twitter. We did a show a couple of weeks ago with a bunch of special guests, which I'll thank everyone there in a second. But, obviously, big news for me, for the last month we've had a newborn baby baby molly here in addition to baby not baby now toddler three-year-old penny so that's pretty crazy obviously then you were sick so that's not as big of a deal i guess but it's, it's not the big screen big uh scheme of things no. yes um so we couldn't do a show then we had a couple times we we're gonna do it we we're gonna do one this morning i had to cancel it because the baby stuff was going on i said just come over tonight it's a night show a little bit different for us yeah if you want to follow us guys on Twitter, please do. We're at PPW Podcast. We're Positively Processing Podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, wherever you get your favorite podcast from. If you listen and want to re- leave a review on iTunes, that'd be awesome and help people see the show more. I should check that. Maybe someone left one recently. I'll check maybe later. But not for live reviews. on the air. Yes, for reviews. Uh, or at least stars. Maybe someone's, you suck. <laughs> one star. <laughs> Eric's terrible. Steve hates. Eric's the best. <laughs> Steve talks too much. So just real quick. Okay. We were saying something about Survivor Series, and someone said, oh, so, uh, Survivor Series 89. You're like, yeah, we covered it, and you linked it to the yep. show. That's right. So I started listening to it. I'm like, this is kind of crappy. Of our show? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So don't listen to that one. <laughs> well, it was mostly me, like, because I'm like my biggest critic when i hear stuff yeah. of how i sound and right my yeah uh-huh and all that kind of stuff i'm like come on you could have thought of something better than that <laughs> so i listen to every show because i it's tough sometimes to listen to but it helps me do better with the yeah ums ands and, and yeah. just stuff like that and i'll notice little things that i'm doing or i'll notice i'm like cracking my knuckles or i'm hitting a microphone or just little stuff like that and i think i've helped me get better over the the yeah, I guess a couple of years yeah, we're doing right? a show now mm-hmm. and over the episodes. And what's funny is we've had... It's almost p- two years, right? Yeah. Okay. I think we... St- actually, this December, it'll be two years. So we'll oh, do yeah. Two anniversary right. show. We, we should have over 100 episodes, but, you know, we've taken breaks here and there. And yeah. We, we're at least... Uh, there's at least always a show a month, sometimes every week. It's just tough to do. Uh, let me finish the propers real quick. I should Sorry. be better at this by now. <laughs> but to support the show, you can head to whatamaneuver.net, pick up the I Never Complain Online t-shirt or the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast shirt. Positively Pro Wrestling with stars all around it. A lot of people seem to like that one. 
And I think if you want to send us a long-form note or email, ppwpodcast at gmail.com, just send me a DM on Twitter, probably the best bet for us. That, and um, also, I wanted to do a few I get shout-outs or whatever, thank yous for... for or whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, shout-outs is kind of like, yo, what's up, I want to say, yeah. Mark Caruso, my boy out there in Jersey. What's up, there Mark? You go. <laughs> Last week, or I guess a couple weeks ago now, we did a show with a handful of guests and their mm-hmm. listeners, some not listeners of the show, and it was cool to do that because when I first started the show, I thought, you know, it'd be awesome if I get people to listen to me or follow me on Twitter or whatever, and we can do a show together. Because I remember in our first episode, look back on our 50th show, we looked back and I introduced like, oh, my first guest host, Eric, because I thought you wouldn't do this a full time and I have to get different hosts every week. Yeah. Well, or I, I was want- under the impression there was, I was going to be like rotating of friends. <laughs> yeah. And then I don't really have any friends that want to do it. So you went by default. And plus everybody likes Eric. Maybe likes the Kona Crush guy. Anyway, back to what I want to thank. I want to thank you for calling in via Skype to talk about this when you were sick. And I want to thank uh, Good Brother Mike. He's at MJGIV79. Just look, Good Brother Mike will come up. And he's awesome at helping people find figures because um, he's out in the East Coast near Buffalo. Mm-hmm. He finds, <laughs> I think he found a handful of stuff for people recently. Just he, he, He's on the show. He's like, hit me up. Whatever you're looking for, I'll, I'll find it yeah. for you, which is awesome. That's why he's the Good it Brother awesome. Mike. Uh, Chad from the Horror Movie Barbecue at Horror Movie BBQ. He just released a new podcast out today. I got to check that out, a Thanksgiving episode. So follow him at Horror Movie BBQ. Also check his blog out. Uh, Rad Chad 86. He's just Rad Chad. He talked a lot about finding stuff and traveling, and I like that a lot. And then uh, Jordan at JM Rubes, R U B E S. I liked having him on because he was like, look, I'm not in like the fig life. I, don't, I respect it. I'm just not into it, which is cool because I like to say I'm not into it. But at the same time, I'm always checking the toy aisle every yeah, time I go out shopping. Right, me too. Uh, one more thing I wanted to check, and this is something that I'm participating in. I guess the show is going to be participating in. So one of our friends on Twitter, KP and DC Kalijah, at KPN, the letter NDC, uh, does every year an Operation Secret Santa Success for kids in this area. He's out in the DC area. And it's basically, you draw. You're, everyone's done stuff like this before. You're drawing a card, a boy or a girl. And you, they say, here's our, their favorite thing, something to get them. So we're going to help with that. Okay. Uh, we have a boy and a girl, so we're going to be doing that. So if you want to reach out to him to help see if you can participate, he's at KP in the letter N and then DC. And is it Nancy? Yes. And I also know another friend of the show, uh, the Rant with Ant podcast, they're doing uh, Ranta Claus, where he's going out, taking donations, shopping, picking up stuff for people. He's going to be, like I think, live streaming some of his shopping on black friday thursday i guess you now it's black thursday now um, for the holiday season so always cool to do so i wanted to give that couple things a shout out for holiday season stuff and helping less fortunate and i remember when i was a kid our church would always have the, the christmas tree type of thing where you pick an ornament off yeah, and have right. the kid on it mm-hmm. and we always did that and i always thought, thought that was kind of cool because you know it sucked to think that like we've talked about shows before like opening up our christmas gifts and like getting wrestling figures or, or whatever it is and it sucks to think that there's people that that can't or are less fortunate than you. So it's it's good to help out when you can. Well, I used to work at a bank about 16 years ago, and they used to do the um, uh, Toys for Tots toy drive. Yeah. And ever since then, every year I try to spend 20, 30 bucks and just get stuff for kids. Yeah. I don't care, you know, boy, girl stuff. I just find whatever. Yeah, and then something for yourself if you find it. If I find it, yeah. <laughs> you can do, and then this is a bonus. You do some, do some toy spotting, some wrestling figures. Yeah. So I think that's it for the propers and the thank yous and all that other stuff. Let's let's kick right into today's show. This being Thanksgiving week, it's Tuesday, Thursday, in a couple of days, Thanksgiving's coming up. 
And what better way to celebrate Thanksgiving than to look back at a Survivor Series? And I give you a couple choices. I said 92 or 95 Survivor Series. And I first said I'm like 95 because I've never seen it. Really? I, was, I wasn't watching it. You had never saw the 90. Did you have, you have you at least seen the main event of Bret Hart versus Diesel? No. Really? Oh, I cannot wait no. to talk to you about this then. This is great <laughs> because that is like one of my favorite matches ever. And they just it's it, Diesel's best match ever. Kevin Nash's hands down. Uh-huh. Not even close. And uh, it's. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear. I didn't know that. Well, I'm glad you canceled. What was it for Monday? Yeah, because I'm like, you know, I'm trying to watch this. I had some stuff going on. Well, I had Steelers game, then there was another game that I think the Bears game that I was trying to watch Survivor Series, and then I started the other one. I only got maybe like three matches into it. Yeah, and then Monday you're like, oh, you know, this is not going to work out. I'm like, oh, good, because I only got up to this match. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out. Well, you yeah. got to watch the whole show. Yeah, I liked it. You know, '95 is such a year. We did a whole show on '95 WWF. I was terrible, and it's it's crapped out. But this show, man. It like it, there's like one I say kind of dud in it, and I'll get to what I think that is. But for the most part, I loved it. I loved this whole show. I would give it an A. It was good. Here's rating. the thing: like when the reason I didn't watch that time period because a lot of stars left. Obviously, went to yeah. WCW, and then I don't know. Just none of these names, like Body Donna, Skip, and Sonny, and yeah, like, I didn't care about them. me neither. And but Brad Radford didn't no, care about them. No, nope. even like. Um, well, newcomer Triple H, I didn't really know who he was. So I didn't really care. Yeah. Um, right. Well, I'm just going to keep saying it, they're I all just, just characters. <laughs> so right. The only one I really liked a lot was Salvio Vega. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, I just loved him. I just wonder where he's at today. I don't know. Stone Cold Steve Austin talks about his dad, Stone Savio Vega, my favorite opponent. Like, really? <laughs> You've had a lot of awesome wrestlers, and Savio Vega is your favorite opponent? I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Survivor Series 1995 took place November 19th, 1995 from the U.S. Air Arena in suburban Washington, D.C. Attendance announced of 14,500. The tagline being, Teams of Federation Superstars battle out, battle out who's fit to survive. Not much of a tagline. Sponsored by Milton Bradley. Karate Fighters. Yes. I, I think those. I, did I tell the Karate Fighters story? No, you should know. tell okay, it. I'll tell I might have if I haven't. There's new listeners. All that stuff. I never heard it. All right. So Karate Fighters, did you have them ever as a kid? I did. Okay. Yeah. Not as awesome as you made them think in the commercial. In the commercial, no way. Okay. So <laughs> Karate Fighters basically are like rock'em, sock'em robots, but crappier. Mm-hmm. You put two karate guys on little stands, and they have knobs connected to the stands. You turn them, and like their arms and their legs are all have joints, so they go back and forth. And they each have little boxes on their chest and if you hit it they fly off so karate fighters you don't have five yeah. it was pretty random too because it's not like you could be like in yeah. control of what they're it was doing. basically whose wrist got tired last like first lost yeah. so i had it and i would play with it or whatever and then one time my other friend eric him and i were playing it it was in it was either, either the start of winter or the end of winter because we were outside and it was still cold and there was like ice melting blocks blocks of ice melted and all that stuff and we had a swing set at my house and we were playing it on like a little, the clubhouse portion of the swing set. So we, the idea was, oh, we get our guy to knock off and fall off the clubhouse. You yeah. Know, it'd be and die. Exactly. So <laughs> my guy lost, whatever. And my friend Eric goes, yeah. So he picks up a giant block of ice, <laughs> drops it on my karate fighter. And I'm like, you broke him. He's like, no, I didn't. Pick up the block of ice. It hit the karate fighter's back was just crushed. I'm like, oh, you broke man. him. He's worthless. He's worthless. <laughs> so, so he, uh, 
you know, he was like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, whatever. And he had brought over NHL 95 on the Sega Genesis. I'm like, yeah. I'm keeping this game now. This is mine. I still have it. So that's that was my trade-off, Karate Fighters. For you Sega. ever bring it up to him like, hey, you remember yes. how I got this? <laughs> funny, game. funny story about that. And his, and his wedding day, he I was in his wedding party, and he gave me, all the groomsmen, a card, like a thank you for whatever. And he goes, there, Steve, it seems like just yesterday I broke your karate fighters and you took my NHL. I think it was a fair trade, Eric. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> it was. It's sentimental, too, you know? It's a good memory. It is. Speaking of memories, you have, you obviously have no memory of this show. No. Because you weren't watching WF95 much. No. You got back in when? Around, like, NWO, would you say? Uh, late 96. I started watching those NWO and then, you know, later on, DX, Stone yeah. Cold, Rock, those guys. Right. So you took a break from what, like 94, 95, basically, or just 95? You know what? I probably watched it on like Monday Night Raw, but then every Monday just became like maybe one Monday a month. And I don't know. I was still kind of watching, but not really invested in any of these stories. 95, you're what, like 15, 16, something like that? 16, 15 okay. or 16, yeah. Yeah, so you're like trying to meet girls and things like that at that point. Yeah, hanging out with friends that, you know, aren't into wrestling. Yeah, and you're like, well, <laughs> They're into, you know rock music nirvana smoking weed (laughs) (laughs) okay so i one of the reasons i think people like this show or we don't not saying we have a major fan base but people that have reached out to me personally and said i really like how you have stories that relate to stuff because everybody has like a wrestling memory and relate it to something Mm -hmm. i have like everything is wrestling for me like i could look around and like there's a poster right now on my wall here of WrestleMania 14, the Austin Michaels Tyson poster. And I, that's up because I remember when that magazine came out, it came with the fold-out poster, and it was the big deal to go find it. And like, I have a memory of going to the Jewel grocery yeah. store with my mom and getting it. So it's just like all that stuff happens, and it all clicks. So this story is a little bit of a delay because I don't have any particular memories of the show itself. But one of my friends that I, I was friends with in junior high and like high school – I kind of got him back into wrestling. So he got like, he was into it as a kid. Yeah. And then in like seventh, eighth grade, you know, 96, 97, 98, I got him back into it. We were on, you're on the same bus together. And as it generally goes, you're not friends with somebody for whatever reason, because you're a kid and stupid. But we both, like we started talking wrestling one day and I got him back into it. And then coming to find out he was a huge Bret Hart fan as a kid and still was growing up and all that. And he still loved him. And that was a big thing in 97, too. Like, I was a Michaels fan. He was a Hart fan. It's so like, we almost came to blows. <laughs> I remember one time we were t- I, was la- I was talking about how it was hilarious to me that Bret Hart lost the title the night after Final Four because Austin cost him the title. Mm-hmm. And if you remember that, where Michaels had to vacate the title because he lost his smile. So there was a fatal four-way match called Final Four where Bret Hart won the title. The next night on Raw, Sid and him were fighting each other. Austin came out, hit Bret Hart now with a chair, cost him the title and i was like that was so funny to me okay and my friend was like you know what was funny to me when <laughs> when when sid beat michaels for the title because michaels got hit with a camera that was like stand-up comedy to me i'll remember that line he said that's like stand-up comedy like well it's gotten blows over this stupid How thing are you guys seventh grade okay eighth grade whatever you are then 12 yeah right 13 so anyway so he's really pushing your buttons huh we were you know we pushed each other's a little upset <laughs> each other so anyway he wanted to create like a, a compilation tape for himself of every Bret Hart title win. Yeah. And to do that, you did the double VCR. You know, this wasn't torrent days or downloads or, or right. network or whatever. You can make a playlist. So our local video store and the ones somewhat around our area had every 
all the tapes. They had Smack 'em Whack 'em. They had WrestleMania 10, which was, has other title reigns. They had SummerSlam 97. Um, and what was the other one? WrestleMania. So his title reigns were Smack 'em Whack 'em, which was his first one. And obviously, oh yeah, the Fatal Four Way one was his. Yeah, the Fatal Four Pay Per View. So he got okay. that one. So anyway, the one we were missing was Survivor Series '95, where he won the title back from Diesel, and nobody had this damn tape. So we went in the phone book, called video stores, like within like anywhere, whoever's in the phone book area. Yeah. So finally, we called this place and we're like, "Hey, do you know? Do you have this?" They're like, oh, let me check. It's like, "Yeah, we got the wrestling tapes." And we're like, "No, no, we're like giving him descriptions of what the tape looks like to make sure this is it." Because this is about, I don't know, maybe 10 miles away from our, 15 miles away from our house, yeah. which is an adult, like, that's nothing. But as, as a kid, kid that's like, like how know, are we going to get like there? A, that's like a journey. So for your reference, your local, this was in Burbank, okay. you know, on the way to Midway Airport yeah. from our, from Orland Park. That's like light years away. Yeah, as a kid, for sure. It's a 15 minute drive now. But as a kid, <laughs> it's like, how the hell are we going to get there? Yeah. So he came up with this plan to convince his mom to drive us there. And she was like, no, we're not going to get you a wrestling tape. That's so stupid. So he convinced her, convinced her. Finally, she broke. So we did it. So then we get there. And we're like, do you have the t-? And first off, we made him reserve it. Like, hold the tape for us. We get mm-hmm. there. It's checked out. Could you imagine? So we get there. We get the tape. And he goes, okay, where's your membership card? We're like, membership card? He's a video stream membership card. Right. So his mom's like, I got to open up a Tim video club membership. <laughs> so she's like, you better return this on time. I don't want to get fine. And she's like, now we got to drive back to return this tape. <laughs> oh, God. So we go there. We get the tape. We bring it back. We make the copy. He's got his compilation tape. And it was just a, a big moment for us back in the day of getting this, you know. The kids, like, I feel a little bad. Not that kids won't have that experience because they still can with, like, toy spotting. If they want to go out and search for stuff, they can. Yeah. It's just it's easy to go to the internet to do. It's really easy. You know, it's just easy. But there's nothing like finding something, finding something that's yours. Which I think my experience dealing with that hassle, like I don't mind paying somebody five or ten bucks to get something for me. Like I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. Like you guys call them flippers and scalpers and stuff like that. Like I'll pay the extra money for something. <laughs> cause it, it's I a under, service fee. I understand, you know, the hassle of driving, calling, getting yeah. there. It's not there. The person who said they held it didn't hold it. It's just like, oh, now they don't have it, and I just wasted my time. <laughs> right. I get it, but it's nothing like the thrill of the of getting it. You, you still, even if you're not hunting for something, if you pop, you're like, ooh, there it is, like whatever it is. A yeah, that's a different pop. story, but I'm just saying of something that I have looked for, like I'm just sick of looking for it. Like I'll just pay you the money. Yeah. Right, let's get this show started. So it opens up with, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Perfect. I'm like, whoa, forgot about that. He's a special guest announcer. Mm-hmm. I don't think th- he really got into his groove until maybe mid Mid show, yeah, I loved the screen, like roll down screen entrance way they had there. I liked yeah. that a lot, and I don't know, I just liked Perfect coming out. He got a big pop. It was just kind of random. I forgot that it happened for sure. I definitely forgot that it happened. And then we go into our opening match, which, or by the way, there was a dark match. The Smoking Guns defeated Public Enemy in the dark match. Mm-hmm. So this opening match, the one, two, three kid, Dr. Tom Pritchard. Well, before that, it's just sure. like, the, I think this might have been one of the first video packages, like to open it up, like the Diesel and Brett storyline. Like, I don't remember. I think this might have been one of the first no, ones. No, yeah, for Survivor Series, sure. I thought about that too, because normally it's like Vincent Van, it's the Survivor Series. Yeah, they just or whatever. show like the images and him talking over it. But yep. this video package was kind of nice. And I think it, you know, it got a lot better over the years, but. This might have been one of the first ones. Yeah, I liked it. And WWF was always good at video packages, and WWE still is. They're still the best at mm-hmm. it. 
But uh, anyway, the opening matchup, one, two, three, kid, Dr. Tom Pritchard, Red Radford and Skip of the Bunny Donnas with Sonny and Ted DiBiase versus Barry Horowitz, Bob Holly, Hakushi, and Marty Jannetty. When I first saw this, I'm like, I'm skipping over this match. But, you know, <laughs> but it started because, like, I forgot about it. And, man, this is high-flying action from top to bottom. So this is so good. Like, it, like just straight-up wrestling. Like, it doesn't matter to me now who they are. But back then, that's why I didn't watch because I didn't know who they were and I didn't really care who they were. Right. I think that was the problem. I didn't care who they were. So yeah, especially Rad Radford. I'm like, who the yeah, hell Rad Radford? Rad Radford was pretty good. Yeah. Like, everything they were doing, you know, the chokes and the spins. Uh, not the spins. <laughs> the hip tosses and stuff like that and... uh uh, drop kicks from Janetti, like everything was just so like I think fluid and perfect. And this is where Sonny's like looking great. Oh, you know? Sonny's always look good. And this and this was the first that a time that I can remember later in the show with the fake Bill Clinton, where she's on his lap in that dress. I'm like, ooh, she's not just a body Donna. She's you know whatever. <laughs> right. That was another debate me and my friend had with the Survivor Series. He was a Sable guy. I was a Sunny guy. There was a big debate there. You were a Sable guy. No, I was a Sunny guy. Oh yeah, Sable I'm guy. with you. Okay, good, good. So I, one I, of the things I liked, or are you done with this, or? Well, I just wanted to say that the the team with Barry Horowitz on it's like the original Social Outcast group, you know. Pretty much, yeah. And also at the beginning of the show, like there's one, two, three kids checking his back, and Razor comes out after. Him. I love that. I love that yeah. little feud they had there. That was pretty cool. What I was, what I liked was Red Radford. I think he was trying to get into the with the Bonnie Donna, so he's trying to show off her skip. So uh-huh. he does something to. Um, so he called him a body Donna in training. Yeah, something like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> but he, throws, he slams somebody down the ground, and he just starts doing jumping jacks and push-ups for, uh, um, for Skip. Yeah. Right? That's his name, yep. Skip? Yep, So I was doing it for that, and then he gets rolled up. Horowitz rolls him up for the pen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the end, well, the heels end up winning this match. They defeated them uh, at 18 minutes and 45 seconds. But Dr. Tom Pritchard, Red Redford, you would never have thought this would have been such a fun match, especially to start it. the show. Next up... We have a four and four women's match. Now all this women's evolution stuff. Hey, in '95 we had women's matches. Yeah. With only two people I ever heard of, but hey, it was Aja Kong, Bertha Faye, Linus Asuka. Sure. Yeah. And Tomoko Wantabi. Wantanabe. Sure. With Harvey Whippleman versus Alondra Blaze, Chaparita, Asira, Kaikoko Inui. And Sakai is uh, not going to work here. Not going to work here. Not going to work here anymore. Um, I wrote down that this is a good idea, but there seemed to be a pretty bad language barrier with Alondra and some of these girls. Like she was trying to do stuff sometimes, and like they were just not going with it. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, and what just totally struck me, like just the history between Aja Kong and Alundra Blaze. Yeah, like we went to one of those uh, Rise shows. Yes. And, they, and saw Aja. I'm like, she bo- still looks the same. Yeah, exactly. Like her shaved <laughs> but, head. Yeah, and Alundra Blaze, she was in the audience. Remember, uh-huh. she was just watching. I'm like, and they were talking about, you know, their little rivalry. And I'm like, I didn't know their little rivalry went back 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw this match, and it was so good. And I love how JR, like, Vince McMahon, what a maneuver, what a maneuver. Right. That's impressive. Like, he doesn't really know how to call moves. Yeah. JR comes in, he's just whipping it out. He's just like play by play, going at it, knows the names, knows the moves, knows the history of all these Japanese wrestlers. I'm like, man, JR's the best. Yeah, what do you think of this three man commentary team, Jim Ross, Vince and uh Mr. Perfect? I liked when Jim Ross was on. Yeah. Vince annoyed me. Sure. But I mean, that's because... Perfect started getting better, I would say, more than halfway through it. Yeah. Because he was kind of, I don't know, just trying to find his way at least the like, other two. At least like 20 times, every time they were on camera, Perfect did the pen flip catch, write down <laughs> notes. I wonder what notes he was writing down. Yeah. He's like, hmm, catch this, get some coke, whatever, whatever yeah. he's doing. 
I love the end to Kong potatoes the hell out of Alondra Blaze, you know, like the spinning back, like Nia Jax, Becky Lynch style. Right. And just popped her hard. Like we got to talk about that later when the show ends, about how awesome Becky Lynch is. Mm -hmm. Did you watch SmackDown tonight? No. Me neither. Maybe we'll pop it on after this. I got a new couch. Hey, that looks nice. Yeah, it's pretty nice. (laughs) It's big enough for everybody. Uh, But anyway, Kong ends up knocking the hell out of Blaze for the win. And Soul Survivor. Back-to-back heels, winning the, winning to start the show. So one of the things that I thought was funny was uh, uh, McMahon. He's just like, oh, here's the big one. I'm like, Vince. <laughs> After JR is like doing all this like awesome play-by-play and knowledge of all these ones, it just goes to Vince. Here comes the big one. I'm right. like, oh, Vince, you're terrible. <laughs> it's okay. It's, what he, it's his company. He can do what he, he's very animated, though. What about over? Look at this. Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah. One, two. No, he almost got him. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. It's over. No. <laughs> Then we go to fake President Bill Clinton. And I, he's, put, I put hokey. <laughs> you didn't like fake Bill? No. I thought he was. I thought this was the real president for the longest time. My dad was like, that's not Bill Clinton. I'm like, oh, man, my dreams are ruined. Oh, man. And, of course, they're doing the jokes about Monica Lewinsky and everyone else with Sonny and him. So, mm-hmm. And uh, Bob Backlund's there talking to him later throughout the show, and it's just an angle going on. They're in D.C. He's so like, well, we're, damn it, we've got to have a president, pal. I think, you know, right. what are you going to do? Next up, we've got Bam Bam Bigelow versus Gold Dust. Uh, I put a note here. Bam Bam fell pretty hard from the main event of WrestleMania in '95 to losing to Gold Dust here. Dude, his job was to get Gold Dust over. This was my one, I'd say, dud on the show. Yeah. There was nothing to well, look, home about look, it. Watching this now, like just seeing where Bam Bam and even like Dean Douglas went with ECW, like they were such badasses in ECW. Like, how do you lose to, well, as far as Bam Bam, like to Goldust? I don't even think Goldust has really been around more than a year or two, right? Mm, he just debuted in 95. Okay. Like, he, he was the bizarre one. So he's Gold trying Dust. to fit the androgynous yeah, bizarre one. <laughs> they're building them up, you know. Yeah. They're building they're building up Goldust, and it, this was the start of him build. So this is what you do. You, you build them up against jobbers. Now he beats an established star. I get it, but poor Bam Bam. Losing the LT, and now he's... <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I loved about this match. Young Mike Kyoto. Okay. What'd you oh, my God. Like, this guy's been around forever. He looks like, a, you know, he just got out of high school. <laughs> He's got this cool little mullet. <laughs> Speaking of mullets, the next matchup, the dark side of Fatu, Henry Gavin, Salvio Vega, and The Undertaker versus Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Isaac Yankum, Jerry Lawler, and King Mabel. I really like this match, too. Me, too. But Jerry's mullet, the King's mullet, is yeah. in full flow form here, man. <laughs> What's worse, that mullet or uh, Mabel's mohawk? From the mullet, the mullet. <laughs> well, poor, those poor guys had to carry King Mabel out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so what was cool about this was this reminded me how Undertaker got his badass mask. Because yeah. I knew he had one. I just remember, never remembered where it came from. And now it was because Mabel crushed his face with his giant leg. Mm-hmm. Poor King poor uh, King, Under, King Undertaker. Poor Undertaker. <laughs> but yes, great match. Let's look at another thing, too. In this matchup, we've got Kane. Hall of Fame wrestler in the future, Triple H, Jerry Lawler, Undertaker. You know, those are like your, your huge Fatu, Kim Rakishi, who's right. a Hall of Famer. Like, these are crazy gimmicks in 95, with, but all good talent. And one thing I noticed within, about this. Within what? A year and a half, they all switch different uh, character or yeah. personalities, too. Yeah. And also another thing I noticed about this match, Mr. Perfect called Hunter Triple H. Yeah, like, he did. That might have been the first time that happened. Like, oh, There's Triple H here. Yeah. I wonder if that was the first time anyone called he him He likes that. to be called Triple H. Yeah. 
What did you think of Taker's awesome ghost mask? Did you like it? No, oh, I loved it. I loved the uh, the recap before the show too about how he got the ma- or how his face got crushed, right? Yeah. So they do that, and then they're you know big old dramatic like Undertaker, and the camera's not in the face, so you can't really see what he looks like. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we're gonna see what his face looks like. And then he, you know, does uh, Undertaker takes the hat off, gives mm-hmm. it to Paul Bear. Doesn't whip his hair back or anything, but the uh, camera shot of like, I, I think Vince says something about uh, something like adhesive, adhesive to his face or yeah. whatever it was. Not a strap, yeah, it's just glued on there. That's yeah. what they did, Vince. An adhesion. <laughs> <laughs> I had to Google that when I was. I mean, did uh, you look it up in the Webster's dictionary when I was a kid? Did you notice that the other guys in Undertaker's team were all wearing his T-shirt? Yeah, I did. Kind of interesting. Rest, rest in peace or something like that. It was just like his face and it's an Undertaker on it. Well, I was reading the backs. That's when I, I figured could, out. I could never under understand or remember when Henry Goblin was a good guy or a bad guy. He's a good guy, apparently, in this. Yeah. I remember, was it, I think, in your house before this one or after this one, the hog pen match with him and Triple H. So yeah. I understood that rivalry just because right. that's one of my favorite matches from in your house. <laughs> I love the end of this match when Mabel just runs away from the Undertaker, just yeah. hauls ass. This is like the end of their feud. You know, it blows it off. The end? I don't. I don't think there's anything else pay-per-view-wise. All right. Because at this, the next pay-per-view after this one is going to be Royal Rumble 95 where Undertaker faces Bret Hart in the main event okay. for the title. You know, so And then they have a continued rivalry where they do it again at the Rage in the Cage, I believe it is, in December. Or no, no, Rage in the Cage is Bret Hart versus Diesel, a rematch. Okay, that makes more sense. Because Bret Hart does this match. He wins it, defends against the Bulldog in an amazing match, by the way, in your house um, eight, I think it is. But that one's an amazing match, Bret Hart versus Bulldog. And then he does the title defense against Taker, and then the title defense against Diesel. Then he goes and loses to Sean at WrestleMania. So that's kind of his little five, six-month reign there. I like this match a lot, too. A lot of fun. Our next matchup is the wild card match. Uh, well, before that, there's pre-match comments with Bret and Diesel, mm-hmm. where they do like an interview, which was pretty cool. Yeah. I like how they both acknowledge, like, this is my strategy. And Bret's like, you know, the longer he's going to wear down, I'm going to beat him. I'm going to take him down. I'm going to take him down. That's just what he yeah. did. And Diesel's like. Every time Diesel talks, I imagine you doing an impression of Diesel. He's like, <laughs> look, it's fucking fake, Brett. You didn't win the belt. It's like that's he's cutting the promo. Like, we're live, pal. <laughs> no, he's just like, look, pal. He's like, look, you know, I'm planning on going hard, take you out fast. Although he's way more intense here. He's not Nash. He's still Diesel. Yeah, right. But he does come out in the main event, which we'll get to. Like, his swagger, like, ooh, like, he's, like, too cool for school guy here. I well, like he's it. He's big daddy cool. Yeah. And that music, the Diesel and the little blues behind yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> As The Rock said to him. <laughs> but, I I don't know, that's good music to come out with a swagger. It is. I'm back. Is, what's that better, one. that or <laughs> Bischoff's or the Diesel's? To Depends come, on who's coming out. To strut. To strut? To strut to strut down Starcast in a pair of bootcut jeans. Who's better, I'm back or the Diesel blues? Diesel saying I'm back to Bischoff's music. Hold on, let me look this up here. I'm going to look up some music. The next matchup is the wild card match. So I didn't explain understand how bit. the wild card worked, but apparently it was a gorilla monsoon made these teams and put, you know, good guys with bad guys and try to make them work together. Yeah, it it was kind of weird. Like, I didn't get it either. And, like, as a kid, it was a cool concept. That's the good guys and the bad guys together. But yeah. it still isn't something that I was, like, pumped about. Oh, here we go. Well, the Yokozuna and Owen Hart made sense, right? Dean Douglas. 
strut? Yeah, that's a strut. What 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 um, album would Bischoff's song be on? Oh, I have no idea. Reckless Intent. Let's just look it up, Eric. This is riveting podcasting. But it's okay. You're hearing Diesel in the background. I'm gonna spell Bischoff. And you're probably uh, trying to walk like him right now too. <laughs> it's pretty good. Not gonna lie, might might be better than Diesel. I'm just gonna play this. <laughs> All right, it gets worse as it goes on. I take that back. Yeah, we'll just do the first twenty seconds. Of it. <laughs> All right. So anyway, the wild card. We don't even said what the teams were. It was Ahmed Johnson, the British Bulldog, Shawn Michaels, and Sid. Versus Dean Douglas, Owen Hart, Razor Ramon, and Yoko Zuna. So the only the only good guy on the on the Yoko team was Razor. Yes. Okay. I loved and before the match, Pettengill's interviewing Jim Cornette. He's with <laughs> and he's and Pettengill's like you're just Yoko Zuna. Yeah, and right. Bulldog like looks at him, he's like what are you talking about, Pettengill? You haven't seen me. I've been Bulldog all day. What the hell are you talking about? He's got a title match coming up. Yeah. Cornette was great. Cornette was great. This one. You can really tell, like, Michaels is in a good mood here. I think it's because he knows, like, okay, I got it. I know what the plan is for me going forward. And I thought maybe this is why you liked Ahmed Johnson, because HBK was, like, his buddy. Is that why you liked him? No. Here's why I liked him, and it's going to sound stupid. (laughs) You liked the Pearl River Plunge? Because that was was a unique move. I did. I liked his his knee pads on his thighs. That was my big plan for Ahmed. about the bottle of baby oil on his chest? (laughs) I liked Ahmed because... He was the first guy in a long time that won the IC title that was a good guy that I could get behind because he won it at King of the Ring 96 versus Goldust. And I used to love that show. That was like one of my favorite pay-per-views as a kid. Okay. So like in like looking back, that match is not great, but I don't know why I liked Ahmed. I just did. He's my guy. I can see why you liked him. We need I mean, HBK liked him. I mean, they were like best pals out there. I they were. Each other. They, they were double teaming other people. Mm-hmm. I also liked how... You know, Psycho Sid and Sean are back teaming up after Sid turned on him after WrestleMania 11. Yeah. That was pretty cool. What, what, like, kind of astonished me was the size of when it was Yokozuna versus HBK, just the size difference. HBK just looks like a twig compared to Yokozuna. And then I was thinking, like, the video games. I'm like, how do you even make this possible? (laughs) Like, HBK can beat up Yokozuna. And then Yokozuna brings back that damn nerve hold we hate so much. Oh, man, I hate that nerve hold. Did you ever uh, try it? No. <laughs> it's real. Oh, God. Do we have another story you should dig it up on? I can't. No. <laughs> no. Who would you do the nerve hole to know it was real? Well. Oh, here we go. No. I'll, I'll save it for another time. No. you got to tell it right now. We're no, live. No, no, we're no. live, i, I got to put my thoughts together. <laughs> okay. No. You got no. I, I'm not. No, no. We're not. Because we're going to forget about it. No, we're not. It'll come up again. Nerve hold? Yeah. What's the nerve hold that's going to come up again? <laughs> What's the next Yoko Zuda match we're going to do? We already did Summer Slide 93. It's not even a of a story. It's just, you know, when you have a sister. Okay. And you're, like, messing around fighting and you get mad at each other and you start doing, like, things that you see on TV. <laughs> you, <laughs> I, I, you have a habit of that, huh? Yeah. I DDT'd her into the door. And then you could just hear, <laughs> hear the thud because it wasn't like a... Did uh, you put a dent in it with her head? No, it was like a metal door. It wasn't like a, like a wood or Hollywood door. Uh-huh. It was an actual like metal door. Oh, my God. Hear, like the, the bang. Were your parents home? Yeah. 
The my mom she, was in the kitchen cooking, and, and we were getting into it over something. And I grabbed her, <laughs> and I backed up into the door. And I, I don't know if I gave her a concussion or not, but you know. Hold on, this is this is not wrestling related, but I want you to tell this story because you told it to me a couple, like a month or so ago about, about how we were talking about how like we were like jerks to our parents without realizing it. And the yeah. story about your mom got donuts for you guys in like a snowstorm. Yeah. <laughs> So tell this story real quick because it cracked me up. <laughs> did it really? It did because it just, I don't know, it just made me laugh. Well, we on. were, I don't know where we, well, I know where I was and my sister was. So we, in the morning and sometimes when my mom wouldn't be home, we would think that she went out to get us something. Yeah. Because sometimes like Saturday mornings, if your mom, whatever it was in our house, it was like if she went out, she came home with something, whether it was like McDonald's or like carry out from someplace, but it was yeah. always like she went out. A nice little treat for her kids. Right. So she was gone. I remember like looking around mom's gone and it was snowing like really bad and something about the truck. I looked for the truck. So my dad's truck wasn't there. So I thought she took the truck to go get food. Yeah. But it turns out my dad's truck broke down, but my mom walked up the hill and down the hill to go to this pantry place, which is about, like a white hen pantry? Yeah, like a white hen pantry, like a convenience store. Sure. Because we were out of milk and, and donuts and stuff like that. So she wanted to get us something. So she walks, and then I didn't know, like, her <laughs> her struggle to get to this convenience store. I just remember when she came in, like, her glasses, well, she was wearing glasses. Right. So you know when you come in from outside, you walk in, they start to fog right, up. Right, So I remember the look on her face. She had snow all over her hair. Her glasses were fogged up. She has, like, this crushed box in a bag. And the bag is all messed up with snow on it and, uh, and, and like, a, like a gallon of milk. Yeah. And then I was so mad because I don't think it was something that I wanted because <laughs> she didn't come up with she didn't come up with something that I wanted, which was probably like McMuffins or something. <laughs> so she comes in with this and she's like, oh, I got you kids donuts and milk. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, why are the donuts all messed up? I'm not eating those. <laughs> and I made her feel so bad. Oh, God, it was terrible. I want you tomorrow morning to get up and go get your mom some donuts. No, I apologized to her. And I said, <laughs> Ten mom, years later? No, it was, it was recently. I said, hey, Mom, remember the one time you went to go get donuts and this and that? I gave you a hard time about it. She's like, yeah. <laughs> like, of course <laughs> she remembers. <laughs> it's probably one of the most painful memories of her life. <laughs> I just wanted to apologize. I was this, I was that. So anyway, we were at my uh, my, my sister and I went over and we were at my parents' house watching the whatever football game yeah and i said something to my sister wanted my mom to go get something I'm like yeah don't make it like those donuts <laughs> and my mom actually laughed and my sister looked at me with a shocked look on her face like why would you bring that up i'm like no it's okay i apologize to her <laughs> she's like but i haven't yet <laughs> oh i love it bringing back memories on the ppw podcast yeah. Uh, back to this wild card match one of the things that caught my attention <laughs> we just go right back to the match was how much I loved Michaels and Owen Hart in that, and they're together. Like they had such yeah. great chemistry. Yeah. And there was one part in the match where Owen Hart did like a monkey flip, like and got so high in the air, back flipped. It was awesome. Owen, Owen versus Michaels needed more matches. They had a few yeah. good ones, but they needed more. I really, I, so. I just like the fast pace and even the reversals. Yeah, like the the what do you call them? Just running the ropes, I guess. Right. Yeah, and the running ropes, ducking clotheslines, backflips, all that kind of stuff. It's, it was good. It yeah, was for strange. sure. Yeah, so the good guys team wins of the wild card team. Michael and Ahmed Johnson are the survivors, and they get the W. All right, so next up we have our main event. Brett the Hitman Hart versus Diesel in a no disqualification, no countout match. There mm -hmm. must be a winner. You know, that hype video at the beginning, Gorilla Monsoon's like, there's no countouts, no DQs, you know, pinfall yeah. or submission only. And 
this match starts off hot, but just before that, Bret Hart comes out in the all pink, the all pink gear, which someone on Twitter, I think <clears throat> Brad Chad said he loved the all pink gear. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, did, I I liked it like a more when I was like an adult. When I was a kid, my favorite Bret Hart gear was like the paint splatter one. Remember that one? Yeah, that was really cool. That was my favorite one. Yeah. I'm still hoping for an elite version of that for like a wrestling figure. That's what yeah. I would like. But and then we talked about it earlier. Diesel comes out the Diesel Blues. That swagger. He's high fiving. You know. Yeah. You know, hitting the got the belt dragon like too cool for school was a big fan of that <laughs> so looking back at this like this is more nash to me like i think i could have gotten behind this diesel okay because with the, the the crew cut and the mullet and and just i don't know early I, diesel you weren't early diesel of. i did not like at all i thought he was ugly and i've said this before <laughs> sorry kevin if you ever listen to this <laughs> i thought you were ugly <laughs> he's sitting home he's like i'm so i'm sitting here drinking a, a pinot on, on my on the beach, this butthole. And this <laughs> says I'm ugly. <laughs> and this mark. How many how many t-shirts you sell, buddy? Oh man, come on, Kevin. <laughs> Call me ugly. You see my wife? Uh-huh. I've never seen his wife. No, I haven't. <laughs> see my son? Got no fight with him on Christmas Day about five years ago. Both in jail. Mm. Google that story. Okay. Uh, so anyway, back to the Daddy match. Cool. I'm, I'm into cool. this guy. All right, so so prior, let's since you never saw this show before, prior to this match starting, like you, you're watching the show, you're thinking like, oh, okay, like what are you thinking? Like this is a really good, good, enjoyable watch. You thinking that, or you thinking this is kind of eh? Or what? No, no, I, I'm I'm curious to see how good this is going to be. Have you heard about this match being hyped up before? No, even not by me. I Maybe, but it. I don't know if this is the match that you were re- referencing because they've had other, other and they matches, were good right? too. The rum- the rumble match and their king of the ring match, both good. So I specifically don't know if this was the match you were talking about, but just you know, fresh eyes watching it as it went longer, yeah, it got better for sure. You know, this told the story because mm. this was a match that they didn't call you know rely on false finishes, finisher maneuvers, and finish yeah. spams, and it was just one little thing after the other. And Bret Hart and Diesel have both talked about this match on shoot interviews. I suggest you look them up on YouTube if you want to hear them talk about mm-hmm. it. Like, it's very interesting. Like, Bret and Diesel talk about it. And Diesel or Kevin Nash is in a shoot interview. He's like, you know, we were just sitting in the ring and kind of looking around. And Bret kind of saw something. He's like, oh, I think I could use those cords over there to tie you up, like the cable. Yeah. So make sure that stays there. And, and uh, you know, we're do this and do that. He's like, we had a couple spots, but we knew the finish. And he's like... And he, Nash said, I made sure I talked to the camera guy. I said, make sure you keep it on me. So I talked to the producer. He's like, after I get rolled up, keep the shot on me. Because he wanted that, like, anger to come across. Because he drops yeah, an F-bomb. MFs. Yeah. So that was really, like, smart of him to do. And it's smart of the mm-hmm. production to get. Because it's really easy for a, 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 product, a producer or a cameraman to focus on Brett. Like, Brett just won. But the, he knew. He's like, no, focus on me. This is the story we're telling. Mm-hmm. And throughout this match, there's so many little moments like that. With well, Brett. just to start off the match, you know it's not going to be a normal match because Diesel takes off the turnbuckle pad in his corner. Right. Brett sees it like, oh, okay. He's like, we'll do this. So he goes in his corner, like opposite turnbuckle corner, struggles a little bit to find the the, the rope to get it mm-hmm. done, but he figures it out and gets it off. So, okay, now this is going to be you know some sort of, uh, I'm not going to say hardcore match, but turnbuckle's exposed, got some steel there, something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So that was my first, like, okay, this is going to be good. You know, which one's, which one or both of them? How's it going to work where, you know, 
they get used. Right. And that, yeah, that was a nice touch because normally it's like, because they're both good guys here. And by the way, the crowd both loves both these. I seem to remember the crowd being way more pro Brett and they may be a little bit, but this is definitely a 50, 50 crowd. Mm -hmm. I would say for sure. And the back and forth on this is so good because Brett just getting beat down, but he's, he gets a little bit out of these, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then just when you think Brett's got the momentum, Diesel throws him, you know, sternum first into the turnbuckle. So not to, not to go off on something else. No, but it's fine. That, we just talked I, about you and your mom and donuts earlier. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> no, but I, I had watched the new Survivor series, and I was watching this one, so I saw the comparison between, like, the big guy and the little guy. Yes. And this one also. I'm like, okay, this is cool, too. <laughs> With the Daniel Bryan Lesnar match? Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll get. We I'm will, just saying, I don't want to get off track. Mm-hmm. That's just what kind of made me yeah. more interested in this, because I saw the comparison there. Yeah. Yeah, so this match, back to it, what did you think as the match was going on? Because you knew Brett won, obviously. Do you know how the finish? Did you know the I finish? didn't even know he won. You didn't? Okay. So no. <laughs> that's even better. So right, you I'm were, telling you, I didn't know who were won. Were you kind of like matches. on the edge throughout this match? Like, ooh, ooh. Or are you just waiting um, for the I finish? I wasn't ooh, ooh, but I was just, you know, kind of into the match. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of just waiting to see what would happen. But just how, I don't, well... I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> the more Brett was working on Diesel's knee, yeah, I thought Diesel did an awesome job of selling it. Like if he picked him up to go, you know, do like a running thing, he yeah. couldn't. He was like limping, walking with it, and then he dropped him on the top rope. Yeah, and the or, same thing happened in the Lesnar Bryant match. Yeah, so when uh, Brett is like hanging, you know how they have the opponent for like the six one nine. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, Brett's hanging on the middle rope. Usually Diesel will run the ropes, jump, and you know drop both of his legs on his back. He didn't do it. He was like walking, and then he just like grabbed the top and jumped up and did it. I'm like, that's pretty good, especially if you're you're really trying to sell your knee, like, right? And then it made you believe something's wrong with his knee. Yeah, that was a good little spot too, because you you said because I'm, I'm thinking, eh, he'll just run, but he stops it. Yeah, I'm just gonna jump on him. And then he picks up Brett and tries to do the snake eyes. Usually he'll run over it and drop him. He'll pick him up or yeah. lift him up higher and then just drop him on the turnbuckle. Just walked over there, you know. So I thought that was like really good, and I didn't know if his knee was really hurt or not. This also has one of the more famous table spots. In and the he WWF. did run to hit the rope on Brett for that. Yeah. Well, he had some adrenaline. <laughs> and he had to to make sure Brett, because it, it wouldn't have worked if he didn't run. He yeah. couldn't just push him. You know, right. he did that momentum. This was one of the first big table spots ever in WWF like history at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was awesome. Did that catch you by like, ooh, catch you by surprise type of thing? Or are you kind of numb to it? Careful I'm kind of numb to it. Speaking of tables, don't kick this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm numb to it now. And... But I could see, like, the, the crowd was, like, just popped for that. Yeah. Like, it was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that just happened. So then Diesel brings him in and starting to show empathy. Did you did the finish catch you by surprise, the roll-up? Or did you kind of see it coming because of how I didn't see it coming, but I wasn't surprised because Brett was always good at, like, getting those uh, yep. not finisher wins. Yes. Which I wish they would bring back. Mm-hmm. I do, too, because it's... But just that quick inside roll-up cradle was we're, awesome. We're conditioned now to wait for, like, 10 finishers someone to kick out of. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it didn't. You know, Bret Hart gets the win. Diesel attacks him after. Show goes off the air with a new heel and a new champion. Kind of sucked for Bret. He didn't get his moment because the crowd popped. They wanted to celebrate with Bret. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, what the hell? No. No, Diesel, no. And then Big Daddy Cool did the heel turn. Yeah. And the show goes off the he air. He says, with, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back, baby. <laughs> Is he better than ever? Was he? I don't know. I didn't watch after this. Well, he was only with WWF. Well, for the few next m- time I saw him, he was in uh, WCW. <laughs> he was only there for a few more months, yeah, getting his uh, 
vocabulary terms wrong. Look at the adjective. Play. It's not an adjective, Kev. Remember that? The famous line? No. From Endo- you don't remember that? No. So when Nash and Hall first invaded Nitro. Oh, where the big boys play? Yeah, he, Nash goes, this is where the big boys play, huh? Look at the adjective. Play. We ain't here to play. Play's not an adjective. <laughs> but it's Nash it was then and there. It's an adjective. It can be, I guess. Because Nash said it was. Sure he did. Okay, overall thoughts on Survivor Series 95. What's the show grade you're going to give it from A I to F? I give it a B. A solid B? I give it a B. Give it a B plus. A couple of no names, you know, busting out some hot moves in this man, in this pay-per-view. It yes. was good. I liked it a lot. <clears throat> I'll give it a, a solid B plus. I recommend, guys, if you're going to watch in a Survivor Series this weekend or this Thursday on your Thanksgiving tradition of your own, pop on 95. At least watch the opening match and the last match. Those were our two favorites, I'd say. And the wild card match. I like the I like the women's too. You know, pretty much watch everything except watch for, all except, except for Gold Dust and Bam. Yeah, except for Gold Dust and they're all good. They're all yeah. good stuff. It's a great, great, great show. And I'm telling you, the, the reason I like the women's well, one, the women's wrestling is like you know kind of cool now that it, we're yeah kind of used to watching women wrestle now. But just how on fire Jr. is and how just excited he is to like call this match. Like you could just tell him he's like, all right, this is this is my wheelhouse. You two can buzz off. (laughs) Go go take a break. Go get a hot dog. He's like, I got this whole match. One thing I want to mention, too, with the Survivor Series main event was cool was McMahon forced Perfect and Jim Ross to pick like who they thought was going to win. And Bret Hart, or Mr. Perfect picked Bret Hart, and Jim Ross said, I got to pick Diesel. So that was kind of cool. Like They both picked him. I like that a lot, too. Now, we got our recent Survivor Series that just happened. What did you think of that show? 2017 or 2018 survivor series without watching reviews and anything like that i thought it was awesome i i only watched so i haven't seen everything yet i saw the lesnar brian match the rousey charlotte flair match those are the two ones i saw i saw and look they're both great yeah uh those are the best two i think obviously what was funny was the lesnar brian match i was watching the bears game on sunday night during the survivor series i'm like i'll just watch this tomorrow morning yeah and my friend texted me and he goes, I'm sick of these, I'm sick of this Lesnar crap. And I'm like, don't text me like, I don't want to hear it. I figured it was just a squash match. Yeah. And that's what it was at the beginning. And then they did the turn, the slow, slow so turn good. with it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. And the Charlotte Flair Rousey match was awesome too. You know, they both were great wrestlers beating the hell out of each other. And it's funny how good Charlotte is. And Rousey's good, like, especially yeah. for her experience. But she does get into routines. Like, she'll start doing her, like, signature routine stuff. And the match performers are kind of the same, which is fine. But Charlotte's just she's got that intensity. She's a legitimate threat because of her size and how athletic she is. Big, I love how fan. just dominant, like dominant looking she is. And even with the smaller ref in there, she goes like nose to nose with the ref. And I'm like, she's gonna kick the ref's butt. Who, Charlotte or Ryan? yeah? When when Charlotte was yeah. mad and she's getting in the ref, her ref is trying to tell her to you know stop yeah. or get down and stop doing this stuff. And she just stop like, hitting her with a candlestick and <laughs> yeah. chairing all that stuff. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it was awesome stuff. And it was a bummer that Becky Lynch got pulled from this. Because her whole thing is awesome. Yeah. I keep saying Becky 316. Like, she's awesome. She is and She's awesome. roasting everybody on Twitter. She is. She's making fun of Chris Jericho's <laughs> album, quote unquote. But Jericho, like, zinged her back. He's like, maybe she should go back to clown school. Because she actually went to clown yeah, school right. as a joke. So that was pretty funny. Said uh, not, her Jax is what she calls a toilet in yeah. Ireland. <laughs> and then uh, Ronda Rousey's, like, trying to talk crap to her. And she's like, hey, everyone, Ronnie likes her own tweets. And he shows a screenshot <laughs> of Ronda Rousey liking her own tweets. I'm like, man, she gets no Fs. We don't deserve Ronda or uh, Becky. That's true. We don't, and the rumor is that they're going to main event WrestleMania, but I think now it's going to be a triple threat. 
Yeah, we'll see. I also think that they're going to do a four horsewoman, four horsewoman at the Rumble with Charlotte. They could. Yeah, I, I did see pictures of uh, Shayna with the two others. Well, did you watch Takeover? In... No, I didn't. Oh, get watch Takeover with Nanner tomorrow. So there was a point in Takeover where Shayna and the other two girls, Marina and Jessica, they're in like wrestling gear. Yeah, they're they're in NXT. Okay. So Shayna and Shayna was Shayna had the match with Kerry Singh. But Jessamine and Marina Schieffer, they were out with like ringside okay. with her, so All they right. were there. So I can see them doing something like that because I can't imagine right. what it'll be awesome when the Ronda Force women are beating up Becky and Charlotte, and also Bailey and Sasha come out to save them. It'd be a pretty big pop, as they say. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun if they do it. If not, no big deal. But I'm really looking forward to. All the stuff coming up, going, you know, in the next few weeks. TLC is not really doing much for me because I think it's just going to give you a filler paper between now and the Rumble. Probably. But I am looking forward to all the Rumble stuff, and I'm curious what's going to happen with the, with the Universal title. Like, who's going to win it? Is Brock going to keep it? What's going to happen? Because rumor is he's supposed to fight in March. So I'd imagine January is the last match. That's not, probably not going to happen. I, I mean, probably not. You never know. <laughs> you never know. It's all about money and timing and <clears throat> and drug cycling and all the other stuff. So, But it's... It's fun stuff, and I really like that somebody posted on Twitter that Brock should come out with his uh, universal title to the Octagon. Yeah. And after Daniel Didn't Cormier, Cormier, Cormier said he wants that title. He's like, bring your universal belt. I'll bring down, take that belt too, mm-hmm. which would be hilarious, <laughs> fighting yeah. over a fake belt. Ah, love it. The Survivor Series, Rollins Nakamura, I thought that was a great match. Okay, I'll check that out. The, uh, the women's elimination, I thought mm-hmm. it was better than men's elimination, even though I think they're both good. Yes. Tag match, I didn't really get that into. Mm-hmm. AOP and uh, the bar. Yes. That was okay. The, I skipped it. <laughs> so the takeover show was great. The ever, the match night for me was Gargano versus, is it is it Aleister Black? Yeah. So that was in the match of the night. For me. The, the War Games match was fine. It was very entertaining. The women's match with Carrie Sang and Shayna Baszler was very, very good. It was a little too short for him, but it was good. The opening match with, what's his name? Um, Velveteen? No, the opening match with... Matt Riddle came out and he faced Cash Zona like a three minute squash, like two second squash match. It wasn't announced. Yeah. But Velveteen Dream and uh, Tommaso Ciampa was very, very good. I'll just say that and I'll let okay. you watch it. I have some nitpicks about it, which I'll get to just privately with you. I might see him. But I liked watching. it. <laughs> yeah. But I liked it. I liked the match a lot. It was, but overall, the show was an A. Plus. It was a great, amazing, amazing show for TakeOver. Um, I think that's it as far as current stuff going on for me and WWF NXT. Uh, for New Japan ROH, uh, ROH is, is it Glory by Dishonor? What is it? The final, no, final battle's coming up in December. Cody's facing Jay Lethal for the ROH title. A lot of rumors that, that, a lot of rumors that Cody's gonna win it and take the title into free agency, which would be kind of interesting storyline-wise to do. Um, the big news, obviously, if you guys have paid attention to that, is the Bullet Club has and broken away those guys, and they just formed themselves called The Elite. A lot of that I have has, seen that. has to do with merch sales because I didn't know that New Japan takes a giant cut of all their Bullet Club Loom stuff. Like, I don't know if you heard Talk is Jericho where they had the Elite on there. I have it downloaded. I haven't listened to it. And uh, I think Nick from the Young Bucks like, look, he's like, I love like seeing you guys in merch, but anytime someone they slap that skull on there, I'm like, oh, there goes like 90% of my, my profits. Dang. New Japan takes it, but what are you going to do? I did pick up Well, that the, might make the pops valuable. Maybe. The Bullet Club. Maybe because they won't be making them anymore. I did pick up on the Pro Wrestling Tea sale the new Elite Change the World hoodie. So there's 20% off yeah. on Pro Wrestling Tea sale. I picked that up. <laughs> so just got to support them. I like supporting those guys. I think it's cool what they're doing. So I like supporting them any way I can by picking up a t shirt or going to a show, anything I can do. 
I think that was all I was going to talk about. Anything else you want to talk about, wrestling-wise, or just any fun stories about you torturing your mom as a kid? No. No? No. Okay. I'm glad you got, I'm glad you got to share that, too, and I hope people enjoyed it. I really appreciate... <laughs> Are you glad, glad what? I hope people enjoyed it. Oh, okay. I really appreciate everybody sticking with us on Twitter and, and following during these in hiatus, busy times. Yeah, busy time. Well, it's been a month since you've been here. We've done a show been earlier than a month, but since you've been here, it's yeah. been a month. All right. Uh, because we did a show right before Molly was born. We did Halloween Havoc. Yeah. And that was a very popular show, by the way. So Halloween Havoc, 92, very popular show. I don't know. 91 or 92? 90. Was that the... Uh, 92, yeah. 92. The, uh, sting and, sting and the spin, spin the wheel, make the deal. So... Sp- 91 or 92? It was 92 because it was after There's the one left. before or after that also has that uh, spin the wheel, make the deal that I want to watch. Is it? Yeah, I think the... there's one after that. Like wow. the next Halloween Havoc. They do the same thing. Do they? Let me Google this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure because I saw spin the wheel, make the deal. I'm like, oh, that's when we just did it, but this is a different one. Might have been 93. I think you're making stuff up. Spin nope. the wheel, <clears throat> make Excuse a deal. Me. Spin the wheel, make a deal, WCW. Jeez, there's like a lot of stuff like with the devil. Hold on, there's like a Jake promo. I think it was just Jake. I don't know. No, 93, let's see. Yeah, there was. It was Vader versus Cactus. Yeah, that's it. So I want to see that. Okay, we'll check that out. We'll do it next year. Yes, next Halloween. So next year, guys, <laughs> you got that to look forward to. You've got a whole, whole 11 months. That's it, seriously, though, for this week. And seriously, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks for the follows on Twitter. Thanks for the retweets. Thanks for those who reach out via DM to say, hey, good job, or hey, this, or hey, that. I do love the people that say, hey, you guys are getting so much better as I listen because I'm going back through archives. I'm like, man, we must have sucked at the beginning. We'll just redo shows. We got a lot of more topics to cover before we start re- oh, we retreading. Do? Okay. There's always stuff to talk about. We still have to do our wrestling junk show. I'm looking forward to doing oh, that. Oh, yeah. One. That might be the next one, wrestling junk, if we can do it. I'd like to say see you guys next week. I don't know if I will. I'm we'll going to say it after Thanksgiving for sure. Yeah. Maybe you come over this weekend and we'll do like a show and just bank like 10 of them. <laughs> you got that in you? <laughs> just do like 10 hours? Yeah, you got that in you and we'll just of bank them. Of course I do. Okay, good. All the Coke, vanilla Coke Zeros you can handle. Oh, you're, you're the best. <sighs> PPW Podcast on Twitter, guys. Positive Pro Wrestling Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you can find us. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. And we will see you next week.